Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Cantina Corner podcast. Uh, my name's Adam, hosting again. We also have Nick and Cody back as usual. And uh, we are going to be getting into um, kind of a, I wouldn't say depressing topic to start this off, but because we are recording this today, it is 9-11 today, um, we do want to talk a little bit about that um, as far as, you know, things that we think about that, honoring the people that fall in, you know, and just at least bring that to light because it's something you can't talk about on today it's something that you have to talk about at least respectfully you know discuss um we're also going to get into some stuff that happened around 9 11 you know as far as like certain buildings i won't give it away yet but certain buildings that dropped some things that are revolving around that <clears throat> and then you know some stuff that connects to it like snowden and some other things so <clears throat> sorry i got a lot of crap in my throat um but we will get into that and uh First, I want to kick it off by just saying hello to everybody, and uh, if these guys want to say hello or throw out anything before we get into this, what's going on, guys? How you guys been doing? I don't want to say hello. <laughs> you don't have to say hello. All right. Even though verbally you said the word hello, so I mean you did technically say hello. Gotcha. Technicality. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we, we do want to talk about 9-11. I don't know specifically what you guys wanted to talk about um, pertaining to that, it, you know, but for me, I, I just want to throw out that I want to say thank you for everyone who still serves in our military. Thank you for everyone who does what they do to defend freedom. Um, it's a soft spot for me. I, I served for nine years, so I, I have a, a soft spot when it comes to that. But I want to thank everyone who is still currently serving, people who are still overseas, people who dealt with the situation um, in 9-11 as far as the firefighters, you know, saving the civilians and all the hardships that they went through. I just want to say that I support and respect everyone that still does that and everyone that had dealt with that situation. Um, you have my total respect and, and I just want to say that, you know, it's it's a hard thing that even though it's been, what, it's 2020, it's been what? 19 years. Yeah, 19 years and it still feels like it was yesterday when you think about yep. it because every time this day comes around, I immediately think exactly where I was, exactly what was going on, how it broke down. Like I was a little kid and you don't remember a lot as a kid, you know, but for some reason that is ingrained in my brain. I don't know about you guys as far as that, that day. Like, what do you remember from that day or like, how did it hit you? I vividly remember that. Day. I was talking to Nick about it earlier today. Um, sitting <clears throat> in elementary school, uh, Deborah Thompson, shout out to your dad if, if you listen to this, but uh, her dad was in, he was a weatherman and he was in like doing kind of like a, presentation about how they predict weather and just what a weatherman does that you don't see usually just see like the dick goddards of the world who are just pointing at the, this temperature here you don't see all like the people behind the scenes actually calculating how the weather's going to turn and stuff that's what he did oh okay and like in the middle of like his <laughs> thing it came over the pa system that you know the world trade centers were hit. i was a little kid i didn't really know what that was i just like oh a plane flew into a building like that's crazy the kids were getting picked up from school left and right and literally the rest of the school <clears throat> we at least my grade i'm pretty sure i was in fifth grade and we all came into one room they put the tv on and we just watched the news the rest of the day because there was only probably in my grade there was probably like 30 kids left yeah all the kids got picked up so but it is funny how <clears throat> you can vividly remember details of a certain day like that because it was a traumatic event, even though, I mean, what the closest thing where we live was United 93, 
you know, came from Cleveland over PA, the one that crashed in PA. <clears throat> so we didn't really have anything traumatic happen here, but it was something that totally shook like the entire country. Oh yeah. Country, yeah, completely got together. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think we've seen anything like that since and it's a, it was a it's a great thing to see the country can come together in a time like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what what do you remember about that day, Nick? Do you remember anything or like what where you were at or like what happened? Oh yeah, yeah. It was um, like yeah, we were, like we were talking about earlier. It was uh, I was in morning recess because my school was baller. We had morning and afternoon recess. <laughs> no, it was a Catholic school, so like the schoolwork was really hard. But when I think back, I'm like that schoolwork was hard. But we had two fucking recesses. I was like that's not terrible, you know, trade off. Yeah. But yeah, we were morning recess and it got cut short. One of the teachers ended up coming outside and had us, you know, I'll come back to the classrooms and whatnot. And I think I would have been in sixth grade. And they, so they were saying, they're like, you know, if anybody knows the World Trade Center is in New York, you know, that's the, their two airplanes just like flew into them, whatever. And I, I was like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, I was in sixth grade. I had no clue what the World Trade Centers were. Yeah. So then I, my mother had heard about the one that flew over Ohio and she ended up coming picking me and my brother and sister up from school. I remember going back to her place and she had the news on and they were talking about it, but. I remember that day, but I also remember that I really didn't comprehend fully what was going on <clears throat> and what had actually happened. I just, it was kind of like, like I said, I remember everything that was going on, but I kind of was like, oh, I just got out of school early. Kind of sweet, you know? Yeah. As bad as that sounds, <clears throat> but being that little, I didn't really grasp fully everything that was, that happened then. <clears throat> and then everything that was going to unfold, you know, right after that. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember, uh, you know, I was in Catholic school at the time, too, before I had switched to public schooling. And I'm, I don't remember the grade, but it was probably around the same because I know you guys are a little younger than me. So I was probably in sixth grade, something like that. But I remember getting moved down into the cafeteria and there was like, you know, our cafeteria monitor was sitting at her desk or whatever. And she had the news on. And that's when, like, you know, I heard her freaking out. And then, you know, they got us all moved into different classrooms and they put on the news and I remember we got sent home like everybody else like you guys said and uh there was uh we had construction going on in our backyard and i remember when i got home after my dad picked me up he went straight out in the back and told all the guys that were doing construction in our backyard he was like go home this is what happened i don't know if you know you need to leave and go to your families and they were like oh no it's no big deal like you know if it hasn't happened here we'll just keep going and he was like get the hell out of here and go back to your families like he made them leave like he forced them out he's like get the hell out of here and then I remember we went back inside, we started watching the TV, and, and like you guys said, it's like I understood what was happening, but I didn't grasp the full magnitude of like what actually happened. You know, it's like, oh, planes flew into a building, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on, but it's like you look back at it now and you think from an adult perspective, it's like, oh my God, like I can't even imagine being an adult in that situation because you know what could follow from that, you know? Like, yeah. you're just going to yeah. run through every single scenario of what is going to happen from this. Like, are we going to have an actual war inside of our country? Like, which, you know, never happens. And and it's just, it was insane. Well, not never. We did have one civil war. Well, yeah, but that was us fighting ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, we, we haven't had a foreign entity or foreign party come over here and physically fight us on our soil like that. You know In what I mean? War of 1812, they did burn down the White House. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. <laughs> But I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm, I'm just fucking. It's Adam. fine. It's fine. I'm talking. I'm talking of like massive no, magnitude. Know you mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking 1812. Whatever. I mean, that's that's old school I shit. I don't care. 
talking modern warfare. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it was nuts. It was nuts, and and I can't imagine being a parent in that situation. You know, thinking like, oh my god, like what's going to happen? Like, you know, what are we going to do? And it was intense. It was intense, and and not to mention everything that followed from that, where people, you know, you know, judge, you know, we talk conspiracies on this podcast, and there was a. Oh, Anytime something big like that happens, immediately you have the people that are taking it face value and just, you know, freaking out about what's actually happening. And then you got the people who are immediately dissecting it to find out, like, the underlying meaning of, like, how did this happen? You know, and watching the explosions and, like, trying to figure out if it was actual attack or if it was, like, you know, inside job or whatever. Because you have to think, we were at peace for how long? You know, not having, like, a war or, like, you know, soldiers deploying and doing all this crazy stuff. And then it was like, we're, we're still in the war to this day. And I think that's why 9-11 hits so hard still, is because we're still fighting that war currently. And, and I think a lot of people forget that, is that we haven't stopped fighting since that happened. Like, we've obviously moved into different countries and like kind of like spread out into different areas from the base point of what happened, but we're still fighting that same war. And it's crazy. Yep. It is crazy. It makes you wonder what are we actually fighting for at this point. <clears throat> it, exactly. It, it almost feels like... You know, we started for that specific reason, and then we figured, oh, we're there, and let's just take the opportunity, since we're already here and established, to, like, work on some other stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where it kind of went. Uh, I've seen the goodies in Iraq. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. The, and, yeah, the war, is, the war is old enough now to fight itself, so. And, and it's, sad, it's sad, too, because you know that they probably used a lot of that after, you know, it went on for a couple of years. Used it as an excuse to continue to do the things they wanted to do without having to, like, justify it because people are just like, oh, we're still at war. You know, it's not like starting a new one and like, well, wait, why are we here? You know, it's an easy scapegoat. And I think that's where a lot of our dirty politics when it comes to war and everything else happens is stems from that. I think 9-11 has caused a lot of stuff where the government has just swept it under that umbrella and it shouldn't be that way or the war on terrorism it's just like the war on drugs and the government took that initiative or that uh that goal that they wanted and just turned it into ever expanding power and just whatever they want to do they just do and this yeah. limitless war now where yeah after after 9-11 it's afghanistan then iraq then we go and fuck up Libya, and then we're, now we're fighting that war in Syria. Mm -hmm. It's just nonstop. Yeah, and it, and I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's like when, like, if you had to guess, uh, I would actually love both your opinions on this. If you had to guess, like, when you think this will actually resolve itself or will actually pull out of there legitimately, um, like, when when do you think that would happen? How far do you see this actually going? Like a hundred percent pull out. Yeah, like be done with it completely. Obviously, we'll have our bases over there to keep our established stuff, but like not actually like fighting, fighting. Either un until somebody outside the establishment gets elected or our empire crumbles. That's the only two way. If, if there's nobody outside of the establishment that gets elected or, and that's just not just the, you know, the president, that's Congress too or whatever. If, if people outside the establishment don't start getting in there, then the only way it's going to stop is the crumbling of the American empire, which we might be seeing the decay of that now with how ridiculous shit is and just, you know, ever expanding budgets, just printing all kinds of fucking money and just, it's a lot of bad shit going on. So, yeah, I've, I've heard the term thrown around lately because it's been so long since we started this, you know, war, um, is that people have called it 
like independently they've they've coined it as like the forever war you know like it's never going to stop mm-hmm. ever it just depends on like how big it will actually be involved in it but i don't know it's our generation's vietnam pretty much and what's crazy is it's lasted i mean how, how long was vietnam call me ignorant but i can't think of it right now like how long was vietnam I want to say it was, it was late 50s. It was about 20 years, I do think. Yeah, it was like late I was gonna 57 say, to like 77, something like that. 50 to 70. I was going to say like sure. 24 years, I think. For some reason, 24 years was stuck in my head. Because that's the exact The reason I'm saying forever is because I don't think there's an actual goal right now. No. Being created. 55 to 75. Oh, okay. So there you go. Um, oh, yeah. Like you said, about yeah, two decades. It's like right now whether you like the president or not he actually has been trying to pull troops out but you see the immediate pushback from the other side like creating stories to be like oh no you can't do that they're gonna put bounties on our soldiers heads and stuff yeah russians putting bounties on heads and bullshit it's it's almost like they they we want to stay there for some reason like defense contractors weapons industries the military yeah, industrial complex they make a lot of money doing that shit and whipping up war and then that's, that's the only reason we stay over there it's yeah there's more there was more to this war than what 9-11 was i mean 9-11 obviously was a tragedy either way you look at it but <clears throat> i was telling nick earlier today it's amazing how you look at something as a kid because i mean we literally grew up with this yeah I mean, this is like our tragedy that happened in our lifetime. And it's like, my sister knows about it, but fuck, I was in fifth grade on my sister was what three. Wow. I think when this happened, so she like, obviously didn't fuck all about it, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Can't comprehend any bit, bit of that. <clears throat> but like our age group, like lived through that. We, we remember it. And it's kind of like you're programmed to think one way and it's like, me and Nick were talking about like that's kind of the first time I learned what an Arab and a Muslim was was that that time period. I yeah, honestly, I mean, I live in a small what the Middle East was. I don't know. The yeah, Middle I, East was. I live in a small Cleveland suburb. I don't, you know. Yeah, now that I'm, you know, growing up, I can identify pe- people differently. But like as a kid, you see the world how probably most adults should, where it's just like, oh, there's a person over there, there's a person over there. Yeah, but you it, don't think about anything other than that. It's just yeah, I don't like you don't think about the religion or anything like where they come from. Nothing. It's just so there's a person. Um, but it's like as you grow up and as you look at details and you you think of things you remember and stuff, and it's like how much differently your mindset has changed on that situation. For me personally, like I I told this to Nick earlier, I don't believe that those people acted alone. I think our government helped this happen. I think there was a plan in place for this to happen. We've talked about in the past Operation Northwoods, which is literally when the CIA went to, you know, Kennedy to try to go to war with Cuba. Let's attack our own citizens, drive up, you know, we got to respect our Cuban Americans. Let's, let's fight for them. Yeah. And it's like the same feeling like I felt as a young kid, like, I don't know anybody who was against that war at the time. Like, I don't, I don't care if you say you were. 
I don't, I'm not going to believe you because there was such a nationalistic pride that went on. Yeah. And it was like, we are fucking America. You're not going to come over here without, you know, taking a punch back or something like that. And it's like, now it's like, did I, I mean, obviously I was a little kid, but did like the country fall for literally a new modernized Operation Northwoods? There was yeah. something over in the Middle East that we wanted, probably oil. And they found a way to get the citizens to be okay with it. Yeah, to be. I mean, honestly, why else would we go to the Middle East just for war? We I mean, need, yeah. we would need something to happen. There's no reason. Yeah, because if you if you specifically wanted to kill, you know, because obviously the main figure in that whole thing before you know we fleshed it out completely was Osama bin Laden. Like that was like the right. whole head of the whole thing. He was the bad guy. Absolutely. Yeah, supposedly. But at the time, like, that was the only person we knew that was, like, the person to hate for this whole thing. And, uh, you know, you look at that and, and, you know, you had your scapegoat, you know, and it's it, it just, it's interesting. Like, why would you have to go for a full-on war to go after if that's the said person? Like, why wouldn't you do some special operations or something to just sneak, secretively go in there, take out that motherfucker, and then, you know, wait to see if anything happens after that and then go to war if they retaliate. You know, it's like, why did we have to go to a full-scale invasion? Now, I, I say that, and if anyone's upset with that, I do understand that a lot of American lives died. And I understand a lot of people want to just arm up and just go over there and just wreck house. I get it. But if you're looking from a tactical perspective and you take motion emotion out of it, which is very hard to do, which, you know, is, is it's very hard to do when you know families lose their lives and people you know and all that stuff i get it but if you look at it from a straight strategical standpoint that would have been the smart move is take out the people involved and then go from there but i mean i don't know because i'm looking at it from a, a now perspective i'm not looking at it from when it happened so i can't yeah. speak because we obviously we knew what happened like we just talked about from our own personal experiences but we didn't feel that emotion so i can't say that I'm right in saying that. That's just how I feel right now. But that's obviously in retrospect, you know. Yeah. No, so, I think that's just natural. It's natural growth as a human. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So. But it, it's just it. One thing I will say on this, because I do want to get into the specifics of 9-11 that we're obviously going to start covering in this episode, um, is that. Like we said about our nation unifying and, and you look at what our nation's doing right now and how we're so divided and all these horrible things that are going on. And, and I respect everyone's opinion and everyone's, you know, right to protest, right to opinion, right to who you want to vote to. I respect all that. You do what you want to do. That's your right as an American. You know, we may have our differences, but that's your right. And I will never infringe on that. And I will never talk shit to you about that. That's your right. But it's it's sad and happy the way I look at this. And I don't want to offend anyone when I say this. Just please listen to this as from a like a you know i don't want to say an intellectual perspective but the fact that we unified over that is like it was the worst and the best time in our nation if that makes sense and i'm not saying best because of what happened i'm saying because of the positive outcome of that horrible incident of how we unified we came together you know we went over there everyone was together everyone was one with america everyone was you know we are all one we have a common enemy we don't hate each other all the hate that we have on the inside of the u.s was immediately redirected towards one place you know mm -hmm. and it was the sure the potential that yeah we have when we come together like that as a country exactly and, it, and it's very difficult to look at that and you look at what's going on now and to think that you know the only time that we can legitimately unify 100 percent you know, is when we have tragedy. And it really makes me sad that we have to have that happen for us to unify as a whole. 
you know, because that's the that's the last time that it honestly happened, in my opinion. I mean, other stuff has happened where people have unified, but nothing to that scale. Nothing. No. I mean, you look to put it in, in perspective, you look right now with all the COVID stuff and everything happening with our country going through a pandemic and the whole world going through this pandemic and everything. The minute that happened, everyone put an outcry out for the doctors and the EMS and all these people that are dealing with this, calling them heroes and supporting them. And you see yeah. hero signs everywhere that you normally never see. These people are doing the same job that they've always done. But now it's because it's at such massive scale. Everyone's unified in saying that these people are heroes. We're backing them. We're behind them. We're doing this. And it was the same thing with 9-11 and the soldiers and America. Everyone was like, they're heroes. We have to respect our veterans, our soldiers, our, our you know first responders, all that stuff. And as the years have gone on, and it's been 19 years now, that has faded away. Where you see people who are still supporting 100%, but then you see people who are like, okay, I get it, you know, whatever, like, let's move on. You know, I don't care anymore because it's just become so everyday natural, whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's just lost its substance, that's, I guess. That's the scary thing about this war, too, is <clears throat> that it's gone on this long and nobody seems to give two fucks no like, except the people involved that's extremely fucking scary like the fact yes. that we can support a government that like at one time i know this this the narrative they go with in world war ii is that we fought them you know to fight the nazis it's not exactly why we fought world war ii and all that shit but the scenario they go with but you think of it even just from that perspective at one time we were willing to go and stop a country that was you know just genociding jews and stuff like that and now we openly support a government that goes around and just has these endless wars and countries and it's the effect on the civilian population of those countries is absolutely devastating like the war in iraq when they took out saddam hussein it just creates a power vacuum and then you just have a bunch of different tribes or militias and whatever fighting and that just that again the harm to the civilian population is so much greater it, it when you really look at it it's almost like we've caused as much or more harm than what we saved the jewish people from against the nazis like when you really think about the numbers and how long we've just been doing these fucking things like it's just ridiculous and it's very it is very very scary that nobody gives two fucks about it anymore yeah <laughs> some people don't even know that it's going on still no no that's what's sad no, and, and and this is kind of funny, but like it puts it into perspective, like with what you guys just said about not knowing what's going on and stuff like that. I was watching this video the other day about, and Nick actually saw it last night. I don't know if he'll remember the the clip. It was like a try not to laugh challenge that we were watching, and but there's a there's a specific video in there where this girl was doing a TikTok live stream, and someone posed a question to her, and they were like, "What do you think about Israel versus Palestine?" You know, asking a political opinion about that. And the first thing she says out of her mouth is, what do you think about Israel and Parmesan? Like, she didn't even say it right. Like, it was kind of funny, but like sad at the same time that she said that. Yeah. And her whole response was, I don't know who that is. I don't know who they are, but they should just work out their differences and become friends. They should just really work it out and come together. That's all I have to say about that, because I don't know anything about it. And it's like, she was a, like, she looked like she was a teenager, maybe mid-teens, maybe 20s, you know, something like that. And it was just like, you know, it just, it drove me insane that, like, something that big happening and, and people have no clue. No clue. And, and it, it, like what I said last video, you know, with, like, everyone having the right to vote, which is 100% you're right. You have the right to vote. But you when you look at certain things, and it's just my opinion, it's scared that some people are allowed to vote because they have no clue. 
you know, and it's their right to do it. They're allowed to go in there completely blind and just check off boxes and do whatever. That's the, you know, beauty of America if you want to do that. But it, to me, it's scary. You know, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. 100%. It's just, it's a scary time. It's a scary time. And, and when, you know, 9-11, every anniversary, I feel like it's just our, everything going on in the world is getting worse and worse. And when, when this day comes around, it just reminds you like, holy shit, like, it's like yeah, well, well, that crazy. happened and it's like this is where we came to from that you know it's like this is yeah. this is like is this the finish line like are we seeing the finish line right now usually from a tragedy comes some kind of big positive or ch positive change or something that you can point to there's not a single damn thing you can point to from that tragedy that was a positive no there's no. not one thing no other especially with all the conspiracies that follow it yeah, yeah, which which I actually want to get into because uh, I know there's obviously if if you're not aware if you've never looked into it um, we're going to specifically talk about one section of it um, but the big thing that a lot of people always can can go into conspiracies about this is the twin towers you know where they dissect the video in slow mo you know saying that you know the buildings are getting exploded you know every so levels to like level it out and it's an inside job and and we're going to get into that but that's kind of what we're going to get into so. Uh, Cody, like as far as like Tower Seven, um, like if, for anyone that doesn't know, can you give me a little synopsis on Tower Seven? Uh, yeah, so Tower Seven was a forty-seven-story building. I believe it's forty-seven stories, um, mm -hmm. and it's basically a government slash bank building. Um, CIA, Secret Service, NSA, all the good stuff, um, and. <clears throat> So there's a lot of conflicting reports with it, and that's why it, it's like a focal point of the conspiracy theory that I think the average person just has no idea about. I think people don't realize that there was a third building that collapsed. Like, if, I think if you were to say that to an average person, be like, oh, did you know that there was a third tower that came down? I mean, they call it a tower. It's only 47 stories. It's not like a skyscraper. Yeah. <clears throat> and, but I bet most people wouldn't know. Where was the building located? So... There's like, if you go there now, there's like Ground Zero and actually the Twin Towers were kind of like this one was like kind of more in the front one was kind of set back and it was like a little building in between them. Yeah. It was across the street, I believe to like the, the Western, like the Northwestern part. So okay. it was like across the street and like in the middle of that block. Because there was, I forget what building was over here, but I'm pretty sure it's like Verizon was on one side of it. Then it was uh, the Solomon Brothers Tower Seven, and then it was another building. I forget what company owned that one. Yeah. Um. So like, there was an original report that it was being <clears throat> taken down, like purposely to save other buildings around it, which is, I mean, weird tactic yeah but that was what was like originally reported then there's a weird fucking thing that bbc news bbc world cnn fox and I, there was one other one might have been nbc reported that like 27 minutes before the building even collapsed they were reporting on it collapsed like that it had collapsed already and like in the one bbc video that nick found literally they go to this correspondent who's in like in new york but 
you could tell she's like not on like the island so you just see like the background and you see the smoke and everything you fucking see tower seven standing right there but she's talking about it like it fell already but you literally see the fucking building standing yeah and she's talking like oh yeah tower seven collapsed as well it's like yeah it's fucking right behind you but so that's like where this whole thing develops like okay was this whole thing supposed to happen to get rid of something that was in Tower 7? Was there something, like, because it's a government building? Yeah. You want to say something? Well, now, because there's, you know, the, the, you got to remember the day before. Now, okay, well, before that, the building, again, you go in detail describing it. You got all these federal agencies there, like you said, Secret Service, Department of Defense, CIA, all these fucking government agencies with Salomon Brothers. It's a huge financial investment bank doing a bunch of shady shit guarantee okay anyway so that's all going on <laughs> just a bunch of bullshit you know that's not a yeah. good mixture for anything good so you get the day before i believe it was donald rumsfeld had come out and he talked about oh how much was it was it a couple trillion dollars that was missing from the missing, yeah. like defense budget or something like that mm, a few trillion dollars yeah and it makes you wonder who was doing the accounting for these different defense agencies that were in this building with this multinational financial, you know, investment bank that I guarantee offered other financial services such as accounting and just things like that. And then all of a sudden this building goes down. Nobody talks about the money that came up that they talk about missing the day before either. That gets swept under the rug. Yeah, because wasn't um, everything you just talked about, weren't they supposed to conveniently um, announce that on the morning of September 11th? Weren't they supposed to announce all that stuff? to like throw it out there publicly the money missing yeah well weren't they supposed to like make some like kind of statement or something about like where they were at or what happened or everything like that and just like flesh it out for everybody and then the building fell because of 9-11 possibly yeah i just know they had mentioned stuff about it before or the day before but i don't know if they did have plan if they plan on having yeah like maybe a prolonged meeting or something or yeah more details on what was going on with it it's yeah, possible because I, I read something when when we were talking about this before we did this episode i looked into it a little bit because i honestly it, as bad as it may sound i didn't know shit about tower seven you know i only knew about the main you know story like i knew there was other buildings that were hit but i never focused on you know tower seven i didn't know the specifics so i looked into it and i saw something where they said that you know obviously there was all this like sort of i guess you could say scandal about what you just talked about where they, you know, there was this money missing, there was all this stuff going out, and they were said, you know, we're gonna report on this, we're gonna come out and tell you what's going on, what we found out, where we're at, all these different things that they were going to announce publicly on that morning. And then when September 11th happened, obviously they didn't report on it, and then conveniently the building has to be demolished because, like Cody said, you know, it was a controlled blast to save other buildings. And it's like, it just seems really weird. <clears throat> well, that's what they reported originally. Yeah. The whole final thing for what came out of what happened in that building is just completely different. So, so supposedly there was like a diesel fuel, they call it a bunker, yeah. like underneath. It was some part of some CIA operation. But there were diesel fuel tanks in there that had caught on fire. And literally they said it burned through the steel beams in the middle of the foundation and it just collapsed in. And a lot of people try to use like, because the building when you watch it, there's like fucking five or six different videos of this building falling because people obviously <clears throat> the towers fell 
and then obviously you know you're not expecting it but this building just falls so there are there is video of it falling you can look it up and it kind of like collapses in the middle so people are like oh that makes sense when when you're doing a controlled demolition you blow up the elevator shafts that are go through the middle of your building first like that's the first thing to go so it does stay like everything's coming into each other and then straight down yeah that's how you control the blast but anyways a building like that it's kind of funny that <clears throat> before that no building has fallen due to fire on beams and it's never happened ever since so i just find that very coincidental that that one particular building just didn't have the infrastructure a government building didn't have the infrastructure to stay up and like when you think about shit i just forgot where did that freaking explosion just happen beirut beirut yeah or Bear that building yeah right that girl that building fucking imploded and what stood there the Nothing. fucking structure of the building is still there you can look it up the steel like the structure of the building is there oh and that is? fucking thing oh yeah this that was one of the first things i told nick i was like it's kind of funny that that building is still standing and it fucking shook that entire area for like 10 miles it was a way bigger explosion than 9-11 and that building is staying up but yeah the, the towers couldn't handle like an airplane and jet fuel and tower seven couldn't handle some de diesel fire not to mention not to talk shit about their construction over in lebanon but like i'm sure that that building wasn't built as well as the government building we're talking about in tower seven there's no way yeah it's it it is this definitely adds to conspiracy theories that there was more to the story because even even the towers like i don't even know what to believe with those anymore because they they fell straight down mm -hmm. you know there was no like oh the top steel like how how could that falling down like take the whole thing down at free spot free bleh, free falling speed if like the top would come down like none of like the top part of the building like falls off the side or you would think if like that's the part that like it starts to shake you know because it's losing its structure and then it would break and then fall not just like straight down i mean those are straight square up towers that just fell straight down not to mention the tower seven was same thing straight down yeah not to mention i mean you think about it and it's like you know we're talking about durability of buildings and how strong they are i mean you had a plane hit a building i mean that's a plane i mean you have yeah. to think they're going so fast and the fact that it hits the top but then the bottom gives out it's like the top was the part that took damage and those buildings are so tall you can't tell me that it hits that top and then reverberates all the way down to the base and then comes straight down yeah you know and i mean i'm no physics expert but it just seems very strange like you said that it just was so clean to come straight down and then just smoke out it's also i i can't speak to how much damage the second tower took to the first one after being hit yeah but like you see the explosion when the airplanes hit which is crazy that we have video of these airplanes actually hitting these um like obviously the explosion just blow out blows out windows in that area but the second tower is not too far but takes no damn like there's no shockwave damage to the second building after this plane comes in but it just burns through the steel 
Yeah, so, so you're telling me that these buildings that aren't... Well, I mean, were they technically government buildings since they were, like, the trade centers? <clears throat> so there were some floors where they had some stuff, but no, they're not, like, fully no. government buildings. Okay, because the reason I'm asking... Privately owned buildings. Yeah, because yeah. the reason I'm asking is because the way you said, Cody, about, you know, Tower 7 being a 100% government building and how it can't, you know, handle all that jet fuel, it's like, so you're telling me a civilian-slash-government probably conjoined project building of the trade centers can take full planes hit it and then do all that stuff and then you're gonna but that the government building can't take some fuel you know yeah, all, all i'll say is i know the world trade center towers there is evidence of like their structural damage was done like before that they had i mean there was 96 that guy tried to blow up the car in the parking lot uh, yeah. of the World Trade Centers. Um, but there is documents of their structure like being a little shaky, but it was nothing like, I don't want to say super urgent. I know the one tower I had read that it was like estimated that within like five to 10 years, it would have to either be reconstructed, reconstructed, reconstructed or just taken down because it was not going to be holding up well. Yeah, but Tower but, 7, Tower 7 still is just, I think that's, it's where nobody focuses on, but I think that's where the focus of their whole, that whole thing was. Now, were there people in Tower 7 when that happened? I would assume so. It was a third building to go down, so maybe people got out. I, I don't know. Because I don't remember anything about death tolls from Tower 7. Now, granted, I don't know much yeah, about it, but like... I never looked into Tower 7 death tolls myself, but... Because you got to think, like people just uh, just to make it look more legit or something. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems so sketchy to me. I mean, the mm -hmm. whole the whole situation was sketchy because, it, like I, I said, CIA too, it's sketchy business. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said earlier. You know, when you you throw emotion into things, logic kind of goes out the window because you're emotionally invested in what you're seeing. So it's like you're not thinking clearly. So as it's happening, you're not thinking these things. But then when you look back, it just looks so fishy. Like it's just. It's really weird. And it's hard to like talk about it like that because you don't want to make it a realization or a reality that our government actually did that to our own people for their own yeah. gain. Like that, if that ever came out, which I guarantee you it never will, even if it's true, it never mm. will come out. I'm not going to say never, dude. Well, they did have advanced knowledge that there was going to be an imminent attack. And with enough intelligence they gathered, they knew they could have done something to stop. I feel like it was another uh, situation like Pearl Harbor, where yeah they had some kind of thing they needed to cover up, and it just happened to be an opportune time that there is an attack coming. So in the case of Pearl Harbor, FDR wanted to get into the war. America didn't really want to get into the war, but an opportune moment was coming with an attack on you know Pearl Harbor. So the same in nine eleven they had this huge issue where they lost a shit ton of fucking money they don't know how they're going to explain it to the american people that's a shit ton of money and they just happened to have the perfect timing of a possible imminent attack and you know right near the place where they can yeah fudge financial yeah. records just burn down fucking financial records that's where i could see this going i told nick i I can see where maybe this whole 9-11 wasn't put in place by the government <clears throat> to, like, carry out. But maybe they found out about this attack and kind of encouraged 
the party that be that oh yep. you could get away with this go ahead like sick like you're saying I, I, I could totally see it that way they have no connection like you know there's no paper trail of them doing it but you know maybe they encouraged it and helped it a little bit that's what we were talking earlier before the podcast and all that and how they were um they found out that these guys were funded by the saudis and stuff like that yeah and now you look at we're best friends with the saudis again going back you know helping them with that genocide in yemen so great but we're best buds with them and it's like we knew that they were involved in funding these guys but we're friends with them now so it's like it just makes it seem like okay you had to have had some idea of what was going going on and you had to be in and out in on it or something like that if you're going to be best friends with them later on down the road not to mention like there's no way you're going to attack on our soil and we're going to be cool with it after that fuck no like unless they getting something out of it yeah not to mention that we're still going on with this like we said it's been 19 years and if we're still actively involved in this situation and you're going to be friends with them while we're yeah. still actively involved from what originally happened, like you said, Nick, it's just fucking strange. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's why the conspiracies continue to grow. <clears throat> that's why I, I don't think there's a way that it'll keep quiet forever. Like the truth will come out eventually. It will, but the problem is, is that if that- Will I be around to see it? I don't know. Yeah, if that truth comes out, I mean, the shit is going to implode. You want to talk about, not no pun intended, when we're talking about buildings imploding and breaking down, but, like, the country's going to collapse emotionally, and it's going yeah. to be chaos. I mean, you think there's chaos Who's now? That? If that comes out, that their own government, like, basically encouraged or let it happen to push forward with what they wanted, this country's going to burn. Maybe. It'll be good for the country, though. There's there's no point to this American empire. There's literally no fucking point. It's just war and devastation the, to the benefit of our society, but also the detriment because it tears us apart internally. We Everybody fucking hates each other's guts. But yeah, and it's just fucking war and destruction around the world that we just support because we love our society and all the pampering and all this bullshit we get. And so it'll be, I don't know. I don't want to put too dark a perspective on it and sound that terrible, but honestly, it would be just the end of the American empire would just be the benefit for all. Well, it's hard not to talk about this stuff and make it dark, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a dark time. I To go along with, you know, going to war, the government didn't waste any time giving themselves more power right after mm-hmm. 9-11. Nope. Like, no. With the Patriot Act and everything, they didn't waste a fucking minute. It was like what just over a month 40 45 days or something like that after 9 11. Yeah. that's how you know they had the legislation just in their back pocket yeah. for fucking <laughs> years and years on end waiting and for the right like, moment just need the perfect time yeah the government's the only entity that can fuck up and as a result of that ask for more power to police themselves it's like it's like a heroin addict overdose and be like listen all you need to do is just give me more heroin i'll be able to manage it better if I have a bigger supply yeah. that's all it fucking is like didn't it? I, I could be totally wrong and confusing conversations here, but isn't uh, the Patriot Act something you said that the Clinton administration wrote up? Yeah, so actually, mm-hmm. I, I want to dig more deep into it, but uh, I was I was watching some, um, this one guy I watch a lot of, uh, he covers like kind of political and current events and stuff, and he gives a good synopsis on things, like nice and unbiased too, but he had mentioned... And again, I want to look more into it because he's pretty credible too. So I take his word for it that there's definitely something there to look look into. But he had mentioned that that legislation and all that was from like the Clinton administration that they had 
hands in it and writing it up. So, again, that's how you, yeah. When they're able to pass something that quick through fucking Congress with support of both parties, that shit's been done, written for fucking years, that they're just waiting for the time to just slap it through. And you know it's not good for you if both parties are willing to get it through and that fucking quick. That's the old they never agree on anything that's that benefits us. No, no, they don't. I mean, you just look at what happened now, not to get off topic, just a little thing to, you know, correlate with what you said. You know, like they just denied, you know, the next um, issues of stimulus check. You know? Yeah. All the Republicans minus one said yes, and then every single Democrat said no. You know, and it just shows like, you know, something to, and I don't know all the details and all the specifics as to why they said no, and there could be some horrible stuff in that bill and everything else, and I don't know anything about that. So if you're getting upset hearing that, I'm just coming from the perspective of I just know that they said no. Um, but it's like even when it comes to benefiting the American people, they still can't 100% come together. Right. But they can come to 100% come together on that. And Big that, government, baby. And it's yep. just crazy. You know, with all the people rioting and doing all the stuff in the streets and they still can't give you something. But they yeah. can they can find money to, you know, do the things that they need to do. But they can't find the money for us. It's just like, come on. Like, really? <laughs> Yep. God. Okay. So Tower Seven. We've 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 touched on that. We've got into that. I know there was something connected with that that correlates after all this happened because there's a lot of stuff that happened after nine eleven. I mean, you could spider web so many different timelines and stories and stuff that have come out from nine eleven. But you guys wanted to touch on Snowden because this was a lot of stuff that happened with like you know information and all this stuff that kind of stemmed oh, yeah. from this. This directly. This directly. Like. This started all of it. Well, yeah. some of the programs are already going on again, you know, in the prior administration, what the intelligence community could get away with. But basically after 9-11, one of the precursors or I wouldn't say precursors, but a uh, reason that they used was the FBI and the CIA because they couldn't share intelligence. That's how they, that's why there's, you know, the story out there and the info out there that they had advanced knowledge of this. But because the agencies couldn't technically communicate with each other and share this type of information, because FBI is domestic, CIA is international, yeah. you know, it would be Fourth Amendment, all bullshit, whatever, which they still would have been shared anyways. But that's the excuse they used to grow all this and start these different programs where at first it was just the, um, think of the Patriot Act, it was just sweeping up phone calls. That's mm -hmm. all it was initially, was just that. And I think it was only phone calls to just foreign countries. Mm -hmm. And I think it... I th was it phone calls coming in from foreign in countries? and out in and out mm -hmm. so it just started with that and then around i think 2008 when it was set to expire they actually extended it and um like we were just talking about earlier they put some amendments in there for section 702 and the uh, foreign intelligence surveillance court where it basically broadened the it, it generalized the term that they needed to use to reasonably spy on somebody in their phone calls and then it also expanded it to internet traffic too naturally yeah yeah but you hear a lot about that now what nick just said you hear fisa that's like yeah acronym. yeah you think of all the stuff too especially with you know spygate whatever you want to call it russiagate all that stuff all the spying that went on with trump that's where Honestly, like I was telling Cody earlier, that's where I had learned a lot of this stuff initially before I even started looking back into how they were using this stuff and how it came about under the Patriot Act and, you know, successive acts and all that. Man. 
it just it's it's sickening you know and i mean not to talk you know so much about the clintons but it's like how much stuff can they be attached to you know what i mean like going all the way back to like the Patriot Act to like things. It feels that are, like you're beating a dead fucking horse when it's like, but it, there's I know. always something stupid that you're looking into. It's like it's really gonna come back to this shit. Like, like the wanting to withdraw the troops in Afghanistan. One of the main opponents of it is Liz Cheney. It's like really these fucking people again. Like, can't they let us have anything nice? You had your time in office. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where, you know, and I'm I'm not saying that I wish death upon anyone whatsoever because I know when we talk about conspiracies, God knows who's listening to these episodes that, you know, isn't a friend of the show. Well, the NSA is, I'll tell you that right now. They definitely are. They definitely we'll get, in, we'll get into that. Yeah, what's up, NSA? CIA, FBI, um, TGIF, ABC, CBN. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, I, I can't wait to see a world where like these current people that we've just had reoccurring issues and reoccurring, like, oh, you know, private email servers and Patriot acts and all this stuff. It's like, I can't wait to see them. Like, I'm not saying I want them dead. I'm just saying, I can't wait to see a world without <laughs> Sounds them. Sounds like you're saying you want them dead. <laughs> I don't want them dead. <laughs> just I'm <kidding>. just saying, <laughs> I can't wait to see what it'll look like without no, these people it. because it's been way too long and I want them yeah. out. I want them done. And I want to see what a new Congress, a new government system with new people. Like, it's like these people are just so old and they stay around for so long. And it's like at one point, I mean, you look at Joe Biden right now, the guy can barely finish his sentence and he's running for the office of presidency. And it's just, it's scary. It's like, we need to make a cutoff point. I feel like in our nation where it gets to a certain point where it's like, look, you may want to do this job now, but it's like, you're done. Like you're not in your right head. Like, you know, it's, you're done. Like you need to move aside and let a younger generation that come in. To, that needs to be more on the people though. Cause like, cause look, Trump's in his seventies too. He's just as old as Biden. But exactly, yeah. there's a total difference between the two. I think it just needs to be more on the people. It's like, are, are we really that okay with yeah, a bunch of fucking 70 plus year old people like running the country? like it is weird it's it's something that to say i don't think people really give a lot of thought about because their perspective on everything is totally different what they've done like being 70 years old and plus like they could just be mailing shit in and just say fuck it i got president i'm about to die like that's the cherry on top of my life and just fucking you know sign whatever comes through their desk sign whatever executive orders the defense contractors and whatnot want like yeah, it's another scary thing you know like you said i mean these people are at the end of their life so whatever they do it's like well i only got 20 years to deal with it if i live that long and then it's over yeah. they have to live with whatever happens for the rest of their lives like what do i care you know which is what a lot of people think about when it comes to like climate change and global warming and all that they're like what the fuck do i care i'll be dead before that's a problem you know it's like that's how people think yeah but uh so we got a little off track but get back on snowden <laughs> So, um, everything with the Patriot Act we discussed with the Clintons and everything like that. So, what stemmed from the Patriot Act as far as how that connected with Snowden? Um, you know, I personally know like a little bit of obviously what happened. We've watched the Snowden movie together. I remember we watched that the one day because um, I know yeah, you guys hadn't seen that. Good documentary. Yeah, I'd seen that before, and I, I was excited to watch you guys watch that because it was really good. But uh, what what more with the Patriot Act do we have that it stemmed from with Snowden? So basically the programs, the upstream program and the prism program, that's, those were the ones that Snowden ended up leaking. 
And those were the two that came out of the uh, the Patriot Act, essentially. Well, not the first iteration of it. You know, obviously, they keep changing these things over time as they keep, you know, renewing successive acts and, and all that. But the prison program and um, the upstream, the upstream was pretty much, they were, the upstream one, I believe, was capturing all the internet traffic activity, basically. And basically routing it to a database. So everything that was running through the internet, they would just take a copy of and be run through a copy machine, essentially put in their own database that they could, they, and then they could be able to search this database with almost something like you'd be using Google. Like when you go to Google and type in something to search, that's how they'd be able to use this database for the data that they're collecting. Wow. And then the prism was the, um, that was when they were actually pretty much confiscating Actually, I feel like some of these corporations were definitely had a hand in just helping like Microsoft and the others that have, you know, constantly worked with our Department of Defense. But the prison program was basically they had to, they were going in and taking the data from these companies like Google, Microsoft, Yahoo, Facebook. They were going in and telling them, we want this data of these users, all your users or whatever, certain emails, different, all kinds of shit like that. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what the prison program was. So they basically covered almost every fucking aspect of the internet of you sending something besides basically from point of sending, I guess you could say, but I guess really that would fall under the companies anyways, taking that shit. So yeah, literally they covered every fucking aspect that you could possibly think of in confiscating information off the internet. Yeah. And he, <clears throat> Snowden was like a NSA contractor. So he had access to all this stuff. And when he realized, you know, what was actually going on and the magnitude of it, he did something about it, which you would hope most Americans would. Yeah. But yeah. Obviously, you see how our government treated him for letting the people know what was going on. Because um, yep. he's not allowed in the country right now. So, Which is crazy because you know. that's why a lot of people won't do stuff like that is because they're afraid of that happening to them. Yeah. You know, and I commend... He's got some balls, dude. He's got some fucking balls, dude. Not yeah. to mention, he's still doing it to this day. You know, yeah. it's like he never stopped, you know, regardless that he was extradited from the U.S. and he's not allowed back. It's like he still has not stopped. Yeah. And I give him all the credit in the world. The fucking hunt that went on for him when they realized he was in Hong Kong, dude. <clears throat> and when he got to Russia and Putin was like, no, you're not coming and getting him. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't really want him here, but you're not coming and getting him. <laughs> Which is funny because... Go ahead. I was going to say, it's funny. Putin doesn't even want him there, but he's like, you, you can stay. Whatever. Because you got to know, he's like, well, if it pisses you off, he's more than welcome to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all it is. It's more he's of like, a slap in the face of the U.S. than it is yeah. anything for you him. You know, Putin loves a troll. He definitely looks yeah. like a dude who would love to troll. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. And, and you know, watching that documentary and, like, what Nick was talking about, how they could just Google search anything and stuff like that. I mean, in that movie with, uh, was it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Who's yeah, playing yeah, just, in that's the movie iteration, yeah. Yeah, the movie iteration. Um, you know, he you get to see that scene. They like depict that whole thing where, you know, he doesn't even want to see the system. And the guy who was doing it was just like joking about it, like it was like, you know, a fun thing. Like he yeah, was just bragging about it pretty much. Yeah, how he was like, just oh, what do you want to see? Come on, what do you want to look at? Yeah, like he's just hacking America, like like it's his fucking toy. Yeah. And he's like, Well, I don't know if I should be looking at that. He's like, Ah, you're here, look at it. And he's like, All right. And it's like if you gotta wonder, did that actually happen specifically like that? Because if that guy didn't say that, would he have ever known? You know? Yeah. I feel like if something probably close to that happened. Um, yeah, I'm sure something very <clears throat> close to that happened. Very, it, very close. 
it's kind of funny because you can see like where you know you got like the crazy grandma who's got like a laptop with a piece of duct tape on her uh, webcam like oh i don't want you know anybody to see me through that and you know like my sister and probably kids like her age growing up probably thought that was insane but like you know didn't really realize like they could just access that at any time if they really wanted to yeah see what see what's going on turn on their microphones and stuff and that's why that you know and that was something too that i always kind of had a feel but my sister when she was living with me a couple it was probably maybe five years ago or so she was really trying to show me how you could sit there and talk about a certain thing around your phone just like being near you or something and then she's like she would open up facebook and i think it was um Maybe her and her husband were shopping for wedding rings or something. This is way before they had got married, but they were just looking at them and stuff. Yeah. And she was just showing me the one day we were talking about it. And then, yeah, she just showed, pulled up her Facebook and it was like all the ads and stuff. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it does it to this day. Me and Kim, <clears throat> it was probably like a month ago. And we were talking about uh, getting uh, new dog leashes and which is like just like a random conversation you would have like oh our le the leashes are getting a little worn out and stuff we should look at getting like dog leash or a harness or something for her. yeah so we got two bigger huskies and like literally that night i was on facebook scrolling and i ha had this ad for this like military grade uh dog harness and i was like why the f I, I, we had one conversation one conversation about dog leashes and harnesses and I have it on my Facebook that night. There's, there's a lot of people that, that know that that happens. They don't play around. Like, for instance, like kind of funny, but true. And I get it. Like when my when my roommate, my buddy moved into the house, I've got three Google um, Google Home things, you know, that you talk to kind of like the Alexa. I've got those around the house, you know, because I, I know they're listening. I don't give a shit. I've seen it firsthand when I was deployed. I know that shit happens. I got nothing to hide. You want to come into my depraved life? That's fine. You want to take a walk in my mind? more power to you buckle up sunny jim but like when i i came home one day and i was looking at my and this was like a couple weeks after he moved in I, I go to my google chrome and i'm like why is it not responding and i go over there and it's unplugged and i was like hey do you know it's unplugged he goes oh yeah he goes when when i moved in i saw that and he's like i unplugged it immediately he goes i don't trust those things and i like laughed like i was like really and he was i was like i know it happens but like people don't mess around like they know that shit's real yeah. You know, I personally don't care because I got nothing to hide, you know, whatever. But, I mean, it, it, it's scary. I wish, I wish. I don't got nothing to hide, but it's just a terrible excuse because you're whatever. just used to having people in your fucking bedroom and your life and you have no privacy and it's just, it's not a good, it's not a good thing. It's not a good area to give the government access to. Why do they need access to it? Why? I agree. I agree with that fully. But here's what I wish one day will happen. Yeah. Like in a moment like this right now we're talking about this i wish the person who's watching this on the other side dude just like joins in and it's like hey what the hell over the other side like how fucking awesome would that be <laughs> what is that <laughs> you know, if i worked for the nsa i would do that just i would too people. that'd be great <laughs> i would pop in like i like it was an accident every now and then like oh oh i'm sorry wrong channel <laughs> I don't know if I've ever, I know I've told you guys this story. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but since we're talking about it, this was my firsthand experience. I didn't visually see this, but it was, it was told to me by a Lieutenant that I was serving with while we were over in, uh, in the middle East. I won't say exactly where, um, but, uh, 
we were over there and I remember, you know, everyone video calls their wives and their, you know, other spouses or whatever, you know, you talk to people when you get a chance and we um, were over there and we had, I won't say what organization, but we were on the same base with another organization of the government, you know, pick your poison. You just say it. What do you mean? I'm not, say it, I'm not saying it because there's, you there's told us before. I know, but there's the people that I served with are on a constant rotation to go over there every two years. And I don't want to fucking infringe or cause a problem with that. Um, I could tell you that guy's off air, but uh, basically another organization of the government, pick your poison. One of the few that we've talked about, you know, was on the same base as us, but we had no correlation with anything we were allowed to do with them or know what they were doing, you know, naturally, whatever. Um, and one of our lieutenants was trying to Skype his wife and he, or FaceTime. He was trying to FaceTime his wife back home and it wasn't connecting for some reason. And he was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then he said that all of a sudden the video kicked on, but he saw a person in military uniform sitting at a desk looking at her computer and then in a split second looked over at the screen and went, oh shit. And then he just clicked it and then all of a sudden his wife comes on screen. And he tells his wife what just happened. He's like, I don't know what happened. Like, I just saw this. Like, what the fuck? And he starts telling us all about this. And later it got confirmed because we, you know, another person had that same issue. And we're just like, so these bastards are watching us while we're over here. And I get it because we're in a dangerous area. You know, that's in that part of the world it makes sense to me, but it still pisses me off. You know, if it happens here in America, uh, you know, gray area. But it was just like... I mean, we really shouldn't be spying on anybody. It's no. Business, even if it's another country. No, but I'm just saying it was just weird that it was like, oh my God, like you hear about it all the time, but to hear and see it and be around those people, you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's a reality. Yeah. Kind of like what Snowden yeah, yeah. realized. You know, Snowden realized that, holy shit, like we're doing this? Like, this is real? Yep. Any other stories you want to share about sharing the base <laughs> with them? We used to, once we found out about that, we used to always purposely, purposely, if you were having your alone time or whatever you were doing, is to just stare right into the camera and say the nastiest shit you could because you were hoping to God that they were watching. And we would just talk shit and be like, yeah, you enjoying this, you sick fuck? I hope you are because I'm not scared. You know where I live. Walk 10 feet over and come here and tell me to stop. So, yeah, we used to do that. Because it's like, hey, if you're going to spy on me, I'm going to have some fun with it. Because if you come over here and tell me to stop, then you're giving you're giving yourself away. You know, I have no shame. You're dealing with dirty infantry grunts in the middle of the desert with no shame. Like, really? Congratulations. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, that stuff is real. That's, I mean, like I said, I didn't personally see it, but it's a real shit. It's a real thing. And uh, it's crazy. And that's probably because of the Patriot Act that they were able to do that even on their own soldiers. You know what I mean? Their own people. We were there to protect them and they're spying on us. Like where's, yeah. where's the trust? Like you are, so, you are guaranteeing that if we get attacked, we're going to cover your ass, but you're infringing on my freedom and my privacy. Get the fuck out of here. That was one of Snowden's biggest issues was, you know, he wasn't cool with them spying on everyone else in the world. But when he realized we were doing more spying on Americans than we are, people in the world that's where like his real conscious issue came in like i gotta tell people so which thank god dude i mean yeah well yeah like i said you can kind of justify spying on our enemies even if we're over there and spying on us because we're so close to our enemies that's one thing but yeah when it comes to our own people and the fact that we're doing more on our own is just it baffles me it baffles my mind because it means you have no trust in your own nation you know 
Well, they don't. I mean, they they tell us straight to our face that they don't yeah. trust us or think we have the capability to make the decisions that we are granted yeah. the rights to make. They so, can't even make the right decisions. I, no, I agree, but you can see the manipulation that happens nowadays. It's definitely ramped up. Mm -hmm. Social media is a big part of that, and it's a lot of rage, a lot of just yeah, rage baiting and just emotional rage baiting. That's all it turns in. That's all t the social media has turned politics from like a shit show into like a fucking, just a fucking maelstrom of shit or something yeah. like. Because especially yeah, with all the just social media does make things so much more just passionate without really knowing the full details and stories of anything like so quick. So you get immediate response and it's it can be so devastating for things. It's, it has turned into just a worse, a worse thing than it was before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you look at it, and, and and it's crazy that the internet was supposed to bring the world together so the world could communicate and the better betterment of humanity, you know, share, sharing of information, you know, connectivity and all these things. And you look at the gross, grotesque thing that it's turned into, and it's just like it's just used as another tool to control the masses. That's all it's become, you know. Well, only because we're allowed certain avenues. The internet's a great tool. It still is. It is. But when you allow only so many companies to control a majority of it, that's mm -hmm. where the issue comes in. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's everybody where we need here some using Google. Form. Yeah. Google, Facebook. We talked about that before, how the Google was funded by the CIA. And, you know, that like growing up, there was like, I mean, obviously Yahoo has survived. They've kind of grown from a search engine to more of like their own platform, I guess is what you could call them. But like Google's like the search engine, like Ask Jeeves, gone, like fell off. There's DuckDuckGo, which just kind of started. I've started using them a lot because it's... Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, they say it's private. I mean... Mm. We'll you at least see. get better search results. Like you, you don't do. get censored bullshit, or you, have, you don't have to flip like page three or four of your search results to get somewhere that you're looking. Yeah, it is crazy to see the difference in search results. There's not you can tell there's not a corporate bias at all with their yeah. site. Um, so if you hate Google, like some of us do here, DuckDuckGo is a great alternative. Um, it seems to be just as fast as Google. It's pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got I mean, Twitter, huge, Facebook, huge. They're obviously left to space. YouTube. I mean, you can YouTube Tower 7 videos. You're not going to find many. It's really weird how, and I know I'm going to say this, Alex Jones talked about this once. So everyone's going to be like, hey, get Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy, the guy has actually like toned down to like reality. He doesn't get like, crazy like worked up and then start saying stuff he doesn't really mean yeah and he explains stuff now and he talked about how <clears throat> out of all the things it's weird that youtube decides to censor tower seven videos like they're going out of style like there's only a couple on there on something that should be readily available there's tons of there's one video on there of the collapse that's it and they show all the different angles but it's like how is this only one video of this? More people had to have uploaded this. 
Oh, I guarantee it. Especially when YouTube started blowing up back in 2007 and started becoming a real contender for video content. You know damn well. I mean, what what is it about conspiracy people they love the most? Is showing proof, showing video, showing documentation. You know damn well those people flooded that site with it. And it probably over the years got just, you know, slowly deleted away. As they became bigger and bigger and more prevalent, they were just like, get rid of this, get rid of this. Just like when you go on Twitter and you see what's trending. Like they censor that like there's no other. Like or you see that nothing's trending sometimes. Yeah, just the whole fucking up. United States, so there just happens to be uh, nothing fucking trending. Back when the you know, the whole Obamagate thing broke or whatever, <clears throat> I was telling Nick, I was like, dude, there's this thing on Twitter about like Obamagate and it's got like four million fucking tweets. And I was like, <clears throat> I'm looking at it right now and it's like it had like four million tweets. And it was like 11th on the trending, which didn't make sense because the number one trending had like 400,000. It, so yeah. it was like blowing away everything. But it was number 11 for me. He pulls up his trending page. It's like, oh, it doesn't look like anything's trending right now. Like nothing. Like yeah. they were trying. They were <laughs> I screenshot it and sent it to him. I was like, you got to see this shit. Like, <laughs> like literally in that moment, they were censoring it because, you know, I refreshed it. And it wasn't on my page. All the other trendings were on there, but it was it was gone. And then, like later in the day, we were like checking back in on it, and it got up to like thirty some million tweets. It was fucking stupid. Like they could not censor fast enough. It was like the one the one time we looked at it, it was like at seven million. Then it was at like uh, seventeen. Then it was back down to fourteen. It was like these numbers are all fucking over the place. Like, yeah, it was it was actually crazy to see that firsthand happening like real time yeah and you see it all the time in youtube too i mean you go on youtube right now if you go to i never click on the trending tab because i know it's horse shit but if you go on the trending tab on youtube it, you'll see like you know jimmy kimmel conan you know the top music video for the number one song on the billboard you'll see all these things trending on the top you know these big corporations and different shows and whatnot but it's like the actual videos that are big on youtube aren't on the top trending page yeah ever like in in like one person obviously he has a lot of controversy with stuff that's happened to him but he's the biggest youtuber on the planet is pewdiepie how is that man not on trending every single day he posts a video every single day for the past like decade like no shit, he has not missed a day except for the one month he took off vacation when he got married he has over a hundred million subscribers as a sole person and he has millions of views every single day and it's like how is that not trending because by the metrics that should be trending, but it's all the other shows and stuff that get a lot less views, a lot less stuff, but it's it's up on the top. It's like, why? Because those are the mediums that YouTube collides with because it's a leftist thing or, you know, whatever that they, they work together. Yeah. That's all this controlled message. And it, you can't control PewDiePie if he's not part of the... And he's even come out and talked about it. He's like, I don't understand. He goes, I've been with YouTube forever. I know how their algorithms work. I know how that he's like, it makes no sense to me. He's like, I really don't care because I'm not that type of person. But he's like, I don't understand it either. And then one time he was on trending and it was his marriage video. That was like the one few times he was on trending is when he got married and he put up his whole marriage video. And he was like, oh, look at me. I'm on trending. He's like, that's fucking weird. I wonder why. Probably because it was a simple marriage video. And that's safe to put me up there for. You know, it's like he's like, whatever. He's like, I don't care. Like, even though he owes that company his whole fortune, he hates him. He hates him so much. <laughs> Yeah, he talks. He talks shit about that company left and right, and, and there's other people on Twitter that talk shit about. I mean, it just, it's nuts. 
I game on Facebook and I talk shit about them nonstop, dude. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. It's it's ridiculous. I use your platform, but fuck you. And that's your right as a free American, right? Right. Yep. But they still find a way to fucking silence you. It's it's crazy. Mm. Crazy. And that's why I give props to Snowden that he's still doing this to this day. You got Snowden, you got Julian Assange, you got all these people. And the fact that, you know, we still have the dark web, you know, you want to talk about, you know, controlling the internet, the dark web's still out there. And yes, the FBI and all these, you know, organizations go in there to try to catch these people and, you know, be fake people so they can arrest them and whatnot. But it's like, how have they not shut that down? Like the fact that that's still like a thing shows you that they can't control everything. No, it's valuable to them. They use it. Of course they use it. You know, all that, all that, uh, all the poppy that they, uh, manufacture and whatnot into heroin and shit in Afghanistan. One of the reasons we went in, actually, going back to your question, where it's been a full invasion and not just taking out, you know, Osama and like the top dudes. That's actually exactly why we did full invasion. We wanted all that fucking poppy, dude. All those poppy seeds. The heroin fucking the money from the heroin alone be so much and we already know the cia loves to sell drugs yep. all the crack and shit they were helping the fucking uh what what's their contras so yeah the contras and shit so i don't know why when you said poppy we went over there we got their poppy and then we got their the oil and the poppy are when, now ours the minute you it's said poppy money, honestly, it is a lot of money too. the minute you said poppy a couple trillion that we're missing that shit reminded me of Tropic, yeah, right? Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey Jr.'s character and the Asian oh. Asian kid, he's like, he's like, you said you wanted a poppy feel farmer. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, your puppy fields. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I had to get that out. That shit makes me laugh every time. It's a great fucking movie. Oh, great, great it's movie. Hilarious. It is funny. But, yeah, I mean, it, this stuff just gets more and more crazy, you know, with 9-11, Snowden, you know, Freedom of Information, the Patriot Act, you know, people trying to show the truth and being extradited from the country. And, and what's crazy is a lot of people don't give a shit about, like, you know, the people like Snowden or whatever. Like, no one's revolting over these people trying to show us the truth of things. No one's fighting back the government from trying to silence these people. They're fighting back because of stuff that happened way back in the past that they feel that haven't been rectified to this day and it's like what about what's happening now like yeah. you have to i understand what happened back then is a big deal but you have to worry about what's happening now because it's what's going to shape tomorrow like yeah. that's the problem speaking of that oh go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say they also don't realize that the it's the same perpetrator of the shit that they're bitching about in the past they don't realize that a lot of fucked up shit happened but you gotta you gotta look at the perpetrator who did it and realize like that's the enemy. That's who you gotta be like. Yeah. Just yeah, they don't realize that. I was gonna say it's funny when you look in the past how I think a lot of people thought Snowden was a traitor at first. Because <clears throat> it kind of fell into the whole government making him out to be this big traitor who released Secrets. Hated them. Yeah, secrets against the U.S. National security secrets were out because of this man. We had to, you know, extradite him from the country. And I think now, more than ever, you're seeing a real sympathetic mindset towards Snowden. And, like, 
even in our government that's currently in place, there's a lot more people speaking out about how he needs to be pardoned, especially now that the courts actually ruled that they were illegally getting that information. Um, seven anyway, years too late. Yeah, seven years too late, but <clears throat> that did just, just come across. So now it's like, okay, so you're saying it's illegal what they did. So basically saying, you know, Snowden was right for bringing it out to the forefront and proving that this was wrong. So he deserves a pardon. I mean, he really does. Yeah, by legal standpoint, he does. It is nice to see that there are people in Congress and and on both sides, you know, um, what's his freaking name? Goody's or Matt Gates. Matt Gates. I was he spells his fucking last name so weird. Um, but Gates, he's been speaking about it a lot lately, like a lot. And actually, <clears throat> it's not like just a Republican thing. Even Tulsi for the Democrats, she's been very active on Twitter about how Snowden deserves a pardon. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that there's actually some bipartisan agreement. Whether it's just small right now, it needs to be bigger. And I personally believe that Trump will do it. I think oh, yeah. that will be a huge, huge election. I could, I could see this happening by end of month. October as like his next big <clears throat> act before the election. Like I'm going to pardon Edward Snowden. Make sure he tries and get some votes for it. Right. I mean, you know, he's got that. It's funny because you used to think of like keyboard warriors as like a liberal thing. Like, oh, you're just a keyboard warrior. But now it's like this whole patriot being like a silent patriot and all this stuff like the trump supporters q all that you know they go on twitter and they just put all this information out there they're all about snowden and stuff i think that would really drive home his fucking his fan base at least but like people who are independent you know um i think that i think that would just further they're like okay he could see this guy's <clears throat> put it put his life basically out there when he made the decision to come out with this and trump's willing to say yeah you might have spoke out against your government but you did the right thing you were a true patriot you deserve a pardon come home like i think that would speak to a lot of people who are like biden trump like who are on the fence on who to vote for i think that would actually make people lean a little more towards trump Oh, yeah, totally. And, and the one thing I'm curious to ask you, since you were talking about that, is if he pardoned him, do you think that Snowden would still actually come back? Yes. You really? Next day. See, the thing, I, I, I think he would come back. I, he said he's come back. He wants to come back. He, he just can't. He's openly he said that he would work for the U.S. government if they would allow it. See, I just, I don't know why my gut tells me that I feel like he would wait a little bit to decide because it's like, what if he comes back and then some shit happens and all of a sudden they're like, well, things have changed and you're here now, so we got you. You know, it's like, and then and then he's fucked. Yeah, they'd probably do that. You can't really put it past him. I mean, look what they did to Gaddafi in Libya. That's what I'm saying. Nuclear arms he did and then they went and killed him anyway, so. Because what yeah, happens. If Trump pardons him, he should be fine because I should be. Where's Trump? that pass that thing that another the next administration can't undo what he did or you know administration no, the supreme the supreme court made ruling on the uh the one executive order of obama's and basically it was i didn't read all the fine details of it but just 
essentially was, yeah, you can't necessarily overturn a prior administration's, administration's executive order. Right. So, yeah, I, I feel like he... I don't know if he would actually come back. I mean, he might, but then he might leave because, okay, say Trump wins the next election, he pardons him. Before that, he wins. He's good for another, you know, four years. But it's like, what happens when the next person comes in? Even though they can't overturn something, they, I mean, we're talking about 9-11 and the possibility of our government being involved in something against its own people. And it's like, how are you going to put it past it where they can do something possibly at that scale, but they can't do something yeah. against one man who's back on U.S. soil? I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him for a fucking. I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't trust him either. But I, I would come back. I wouldn't. I, I've already done so much to put my life in a in a vulnerable state that if I had the opportunity to come back and and die in my homeland that I cared enough about to yeah. risk my life for, I'm gonna do it. I can relate to that. You know, it's like you you're dying doing fighting for the thing that you you actually believe. You know what I mean? It, I mean, if if he was pardoned and didn't come home, I'm not gonna say I would lose respect for him, but it would kind of like salt my like, you've been pushing this case for how many years, and that's now that true. it happened, you're just gonna say fuck it. I guess that's true. Yeah, the only way that I think it would be okay, and you might change your mind on it, um, would be as if he was like, I I accept the pardon. I'm so glad if you know the gratitude and everything like that but i'm going to wait and see a little bit what's going to happen before i actually step foot back in the u.s you know i'm not just going to jump full head first into the deep end and then you know fucking be drowning in the next two minutes and not knowing what that'll happen you know because he could come back and then all of a sudden disappear get scooped up and, and i get yeah. that he wants to die doing what he loves and i respect that but it's like I, th I feel like he would wait just a tiny bit and then come back i don't think he would just jump into it because I also Maybe. feel like Putin might we get to the point where we find out <laughs> because Putin might even give him an, you know, an ultimatum, you know, it's like, Oh, you're pardoning, you're leaving. Well, you might not want to leave because of this. And then it's like, you know, what happens with that? Yeah. Well, hopefully we get to find out. I would love to see that in my lifetime. Yeah. It'd be nice. I wouldn't want nice to see the push for the pardons lately. <clears throat> and he's been active on Twitter retweeting when the Congress people are saying it. So yeah, he is paying attention and, and you can tell he wants it. Well, yeah, that's all he does. I mean, that's just what he does. He's got his fingers in everything. It's crazy, crazy man. I mean, that, that dude's got smart motherfucker. smart motherfucker and a brave soul. He's, Talks like a robot. <laughs> he does. He does. I mean, shit. I mean, they even had him in that interview in the movie, which he actually did in real life, you know, where he came out as a robot on the screen, you know, to do an interview yeah. as if he was really there. You know, it's yeah. like he'll find a way. Yeah. If you, I would leave you with this, end this with this. Uh, if you're really interested in Snowden, Citizen Four is like his real life documentary. That's like when he goes to Hong Kong and has that videographer document everything on video talks to the two journalists that's like that's a pure documentary as that whole situation is going on yeah which it's another um another good follow on twitter or social media that glenn greenwald suggested he he was one of the reporters that's yeah in the documentary that helped break all this very highly suggested follow good news good good unbiased opinion really 
Yeah, definitely go, definitely look into that, guys, from what they were talking about. Look into that. Watch Citizen, it was a Citizen 4, you said? Citizen 4, yeah. Citizen that 4. Like his code name in the emails. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if I caught it right, because I, I think it cut out a little bit. But yeah, Citizen 4, um, watch that. It's something I haven't seen. I need to watch, like I've seen Snowden, and, and I got to watch it with these guys so they could see it for the first time. But uh, yeah, I watched Citizen 4 myself um, so I could find out more about it. But it, I mean, it's really interesting you know what these people go through and everything like that and i don't know it's it's crazy how one person can show what a government's doing and then a government can purposely remove them or try to go after them and and no one really cares other than yeah, the people involved legitimate government yeah. yeah it's crazy it's crazy if you can't handle the documentary that snowden movie like me and nick have watched both that snowden movie is actually pretty Follows it pretty good. I mean, there's they based not, it pretty. It, yeah, it seems like they based it pretty heavily. On. Yeah, it seems like that director knew what he was knew what he was doing. Well, did you say it was um that Oliver Stone, right? Oliver Stone. Did that? Yep. Yeah. A lot, the same like, movie and stuff like a lot of government stuff. movies, a lot of historical movies. Yeah. When he does a movie, he keeps it pretty historically correct. He'll throw some things in there. I mean, there's some Hollywood drama in there. Got to dramatize it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep it interesting. It is yeah. a blockbuster movie. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because it's hard to make a movie like that where essentially the base information is very dry. You know, it's a lot of dry information. A lot of what they're talking about is dry as far as like, oh, information or, you know, you know computers and stuff like that. You have to make it exciting. If, yeah. if you're not already into the excitement of someone finding out that they're digging into every little aspect of your fucking life, which is enough for me, I don't need the Hollywood pizzazz to make me be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Crazy. Either, either one you watch, I think you're going to get some good information from. Yeah, for sure. But it's always good to watch both because then you can put both together and then you can combine the two and really, you know, put it all, put all the pieces together. Um, yeah. Now, is there anything more that you guys want to get into on Snowden? I can't remember if we had another thing after this or it was just with uh, Snowden that we were going to kind of wrap this up with. No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this this has been good. I want to I wanna end this by also saying that I, I want to reiterate again that I have full respect for everyone that's still fighting the good fight, you know, over there in this war, this forever war, if you will, that we're still involved in, you know, with Syria and Afghanistan, Iraq, and all these places that have stemmed from, you know, what happened 19 years ago today. Um, it was a horrible tragedy in our nation, one that unified us and got us to a point where we could fight back our enemy, but has kind of dissolved into this weird chaos that we're still living today. And I really hope it resolves itself in some form um, so we can get back to some type of normalcy where, you know, nations can worry about themselves and aid each other when they need aid. And we can get away from this war aspect of what we've been living for our entire lives. Um, but I, I just want to throw out my heartfelt, um, God, I don't even know the word, like sympathy for the people that have lost lives this day, 19 years ago, for the families that lost lives, for the people on that plane, for anybody that has served and lost lives because of fighting this war against our enemy. I truly, my heart goes out to you. Um, I want to let these guys say anything that they want about 9-11 to close this out, but just know that there is a lot of Americans out there that still know that this is going on and you have our full 110% support and uh, we are here with you um, in spirit and uh we've we do our part in any way that we can but yeah it's just something that we never ever should forget because it's something that has really shaped our nation into what it is today good or bad that then that's all i have to say about that 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to add anything to that. That was spot on. All right, Nick, anything you got to add on that before we close this up? Nice. Second, yeah, I wish to say that we can oh. end these census wars and stop, stop. sacrificing American citizens. Sorry, my dog wants to add something in there. The joys of doing, the joys of, no, the joys of doing a podcast in quarantine, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, again, never forget 9-11. Um, if you can, honor it in any way that you can, even if it's for, you know, if you're religious or not, you know, say a prayer. You know send your condolences do whatever you can because this is something that we we should you know remember forever because it's truly something that is a big history moment in our nation um and uh, i just want to let you know that we still have the land of the free home of the brave all the chaos is going on but we will find a way through and uh, america will always find its way and uh, we will get out of this one way or another and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the podcast so just take it easy and uh have a blessed weekend